place I'd been yearning for, the place I'd dreamed about even before I'd gotten the book, for all 20 years of my life, for room to breathe, for freedom. Even my camera couldn't sustain me. I flipped through the photographs on the digital screen, every single one taken in the house or the yard. Nowadays, Mom got antsy when I walked over to the park. There were only so many times I could pretend a new angle of the flower pot was artistic instead of just plain pathetic. I wanted to see new things, new places, new people. I piled everything into my bag. I was far too old for the purple backpack, but then my body was too old for me. Somewhere in the past five years, I had blossomed into a woman, with full lips and fuller breasts, with hair in places I was almost afraid to touch, except when I just had to at night in my bed. And I did. Oh, I did. And it shamed me. I shamed myself with the wetness and the horrible, rippling pleasure around my fingers. My 20th birthday, neither my mother nor I had acknowledged it at breakfast, as if even the mention of passing time would crack the fragile votive that ensconced us. And now, I would shatter it. I wouldn't be going around the world or even outside the state, at least not today, but the fear felt huge inside my stomach. Her anxiety was rubbing off on me. I had to get out of here. Everything fit neatly into my faded backpack, but then I was well practiced in packing it after having done so at least a dozen times. Each time had ended in screaming, in tears, and in me back upstairs in my room. Not this time. If I didn't follow through now, I would be stuck here. I'd live here forever. I'd die here. Feeling queasy, I slung the bag over my shoulder and headed down the stairs. My mother sat at the kitchen table, her thin robe loosely tied, eyes glassy from the pills. The medicine was supposed to help her, but she never got better, only worse. More fearful, more controlling. All those chemicals had taken their toll on her body. She looked so tired. The weary shadows around her eyes and tension lines around her lips always made my gut clench. I should be here to protect her. I just couldn't. I couldn't. I leaned my backpack against the leg of the table and sat down across from her. Mama? Her eyes came into focus. She sighed. Not this again, Evie. I swallowed. Please, Mama, try to understand. I need to see more of the world than these walls. What is there to see? Suffering? People starving? Go look at the TV if you want to see the world so badly. You know I'm right. We used to watch the news together. Every young girl abducted, every college girl who had her drink drugged was somehow a mark against me. That could have been you, she would say. 
Whereas most families might let the tragedy of strangers pass them by like waves, she would catch them, collect them, marking down their names and ages in her notebooks and checking whether they'd been found in six months, a year, five years, until I felt like I was drowning in unseen violence. I don't want to watch the news. I want to see things for myself, ordinary things. I want to be ordinary. I want to live. She scowled. Don't be dramatic. You're living here. You're safe. I affirmed. No, Mama, I know you need to stay inside, but just as much, I need to go out into the world, experience things for myself, and I'm going to. You can't stop me this time. Her face seemed to crack. Plump tears slipped down her cheeks. I don't understand why you're...